This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. And I didn't even know we were hooking up until (laughs) she dragged me up the fucking room. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like I I literally, you know, told her, oh, I'll get you Uber after we hang out. That's fucking tight. And then she thought it was a big joke. Just to call everybody. They're right for the hotel. Yeah, and then I, and I walked her. She walked me. She walked me to the hotel, right? Uh-huh. And then I was like, "Cool, I'm gonna get you that Uber now." And she thought it was a joke, and yeah. she laughed and she grabbed my wrist, pulled me up the room, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm in five, four, three, two, one." What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We have the returning champ, <laughs> Joseph Jitsukawa. What's up, mother people? How's it been? Put the mic close to your face. Oh, you, you forgot already. I already forget, mother. <laughs> What's the last time you're on the podcast? Sometime in a 2020, dude. Man, pand- I think early tw- mid 2020, maybe pand- a whole year. Yeah, you were in the uh, the old old podcast room, and then one time in the new one, I think the yeah. one that was all the way out in Arcadia over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at the office. That was the last time because I remember. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I don't remember shit, man. It's so crazy because the what June fifteenth, everything's gonna open up again. That's crazy. It's been so fucking long. I don't think people realize we've been in a pandemic for two fucking years. Has it been two years? I think it's been almost two years. Wait, right? No, I think it's been a little over a year. Cause then it started in March twenty twenty here. Oh, was it March or February? Yeah, something like that. Damn, it's know. been a while though, dude. It has, man. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, because I remember when I came back, I came from, um, I was, I, I took the last flight from Europe. And back then we didn't know. Yeah. So I was like oh, super that's dangerous. Right. That's, that's kind of why I stopped coming. Yeah. Because like, it was super dangerous for me to even, like, I didn't go on Just Kidding News. Like we stopped yeah. everything because I had to quarantine for like two weeks. Yeah. So then I stopped for two weeks and it just changed everything because we had to change how JK was filming because, mm-hmm. uh. We still wanted to film, but the but the law was like, if you're not essential, you can't do it. But we're new, so we're essential, right? Yeah. So we met in the middle and we said, let's all quarantine every two weeks. And then we film and then we quarantine again. Because back then right. there was no test, nothing. You got stranded out there for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you the worst fucking luck. You leave and then fucking it was it was uh, it was announced that it was we were on lockdown. Yeah, man, I was I was getting my dick sucked and I was like <laughs> I was like, I, I, I'm going to stay out here in fucking Austria. No, you know, it's crazy. We kept. So me and, and this girl I was dating at the time, we kept running from country to country. Yeah. Like we literally. So we were we were in Austria and we saw things close. Yeah. As like, I was like, oh, there could only be three people like you can't, you know, 
be in different groups, libraries, workplaces. All these places were closing, right? Because if you remember, Italy got hit crazy. That's right. And they had a population of like a lot of old people. And they were getting fucked up. Yeah. Italy got hit crazy. So we're just like, I don't know, like when you're like on honeymoon vacation mode, you know, you're not really thinking about the world, right? And how, what's really happening. And then um, when that happened, we were like, oh, let's just go to Germany. Because Germany was open. Mm -hmm. And then, so we went over, we're at Munich. And no, we're just being tourists, right? And then um, my friend, her, her, um, you know, she's from Europe and all that. So like her mom was like, get your ass back to Austria right now. Like they're talking about closing the borders. Oh shit. So you wouldn't be able to leave. Yeah. So we were supposed to leave on a Wednesday. This was on a weekend. Mm -hmm. And then, so she was like, I think we should leave. So we got the next train, you know, the next morning out. And as we were on the train back to Austria, we read on the news that the border between Germany and Austria was closed that day. What the fuck? Yeah. You have been <laughs> stranded there. No. And then so we get to Vienna, right? And then we're there and I'm like, "Oh shit, what's going on?" And I'm looking at the news and all of these flights are getting canceled. And I see my flight and it's fine. It's not canceled. Yeah. But then now people are I, I was checking forms and people are saying like, "Your shit might not be updated." But some of it might be canceled. And I checked on another site and it was canceled. They didn't tell me. They didn't email me nothing. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? Right. And I guess I was like complaining about it on Instagram like a like any good influencer would do. You yeah. know, complain about it. Put take it to social media, you know. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy, yeah. dude. I remember that time because I remember you left it, that it was like the borders are closed. I'm like, yo, what the fuck, Joe? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what's going to happen here, dude? Yeah. So I was like, how am I going to get back? Because, shit, I don't know. Maybe should I rebook a ticket? And then a fan in Austria, he hit me up. And he works for Austrian Airlines. Oh, shit. Yeah, and he goes, I could double check for you. And then he checked. And he's like, yeah, your flight is canceled. Because I had another flight. I forgot which company. Because I, I, I hate them so much, I su- suppressed it in my memory. But I was supposed <laughs> to go to Berlin. And then from Berlin to L- uh, L.A. But then that Berlin to L.A. got canceled, but not the flight from Vienna to Berlin. Mm. So that's why they didn't cancel it because it was a connector. But you you never find love in California. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> You're a fucking international lover boy, dude. <laughs> and, it, and it happens because like I'm just on trips having fun. And, you know, it's just you don't expect to like want to be with someone for a longer time. You just. You just get digmatized. You like, I mean, like, <laughs> su- you know, like, oh, well, it's digmatized when the girls digmatize, yeah. right? It's like they they suck the soul out of me and keep it in Europe. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> do you when when you um was it hard for you to start uh, dating again? Because you were with Jess for a long time. Yeah, that was five years. Yeah, that's a long yeah. fucking time. No, I didn't. At at after that, I was pretty single. Yeah, like for the most part. But I think. The way that I date is like everything's casual. Mm-hmm. Everything is like I'm hanging out, I'm meeting people. If there's an attraction, you know, like a physical one, one thing would probably lead to another. Or like I might chat with someone and then like find them interesting. And I kind of find like I chat with people all over the world, right? So like I'm like, oh shit, I might be in your area one day because I do travel a lot. And then if I am, I'll hit them up and I go like, hey, 
Let's go get dinner or whatever. Because why not? Like you get to explore the world and you can explore the local population, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know if I have that type of confidence where I could just. It's weird because I haven't been single in so long. Yeah. Like I don't know what the approach is anymore. Because I think now when I talk to women, because I don't have any kind of notion to do anything with them, yeah. it's just easier to talk to them. Because it's like if I find them really attractive, it's just like, oh, they're just an attractive woman. You know, because before when you're single, it's like, oh, this girl's hot. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then there's almost like this weird added pressure of like, okay, I don't want to be in the friend zone too much, but I want to make sure that they know I'm interested at the yeah. same time. I don't have to worry about any of that shit anymore. So now it's just talk. Dude, I, I, I told this story before, like on Genius Brain, but like my self-esteem after being in a relationship and then like, like after breaking up, right? And not being in dating and not understanding the signals, like... I actually hooked up with someone in London and I didn't even know we were hooking up until <laughs> she dragged me up the fucking room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I literally, you know, told her, oh, I'll get you an Uber after we hang out. That's fucking tight, dude. That's and then she thought it was a big joke. Joe just to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> They're right for the hotel. Yeah. And then I, I, and I walked her, she walked me, she walked me to the hotel. Right. Uh-huh. And then I was like, cool, I'm gonna get you that Uber now. And she thought it was a joke and yeah. she laughed and she grabbed my wrist, pulled me up the room. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm I just met you <laughs> and you want me like that. <laughs> you like, like, like one night stand like that. Wow. <laughs> Do you feel like uh, women in Europe are a little more open to having fun? Because I feel yeah. when I travel around, right, when I was single. Yeah. I felt women in Los Angeles were way more hard to approach. Like, yeah, um, I don't know, man, because my okay, so I had the same conversation with my friends in the UK. Okay. One, um, he grew up in the Czech Republic. So he's he's Vietnamese but grew up in the Czech Republic. The other one, he's Vietnamese, but he grew up in London. Oh. They both came to America before. And what they think is girls in America are easier. Like easier, like easygoing, you know, or whatever. But I'll they're all they were also in Vegas too. So I'm like Vegas when you're different. in Vegas, you're there to like bone, right? Yeah. But um, but they said that they get more attention from women in America. And I'm like, I think because you got an accent. Yeah, bro. So when I'm in London or whatever, like, it's easy to start conversations. Like, we were at a shisha bar. And then a, a, a group of girls next to us would just chat with us because they can hear the different accents and stuff. Uh, and then where they're are like, you from? They're so curious. They're curious. And I just think that the novelty, like, it's, it's just rare and it's different. Mm. I don't necessarily know. Cause yeah, cause I've been born and raised in LA, so yeah, 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 yeah. I always felt when I when I when I came to this city, it was a lot more harder to talk to women. Like I, I don't know what it was, yeah, but just specifically this city, you know. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like there's a lot of jadedness in women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When it's LA or New York specifically, and I think that be, that's because population wise, my theory behind it is there's so many fucktard people. That mm. they have to be extra careful yeah. in a big city. Yeah, yeah. When you when you started dating again, did you did you did you feel nervous or something? Like or like I I would feel nervous. Like what am I saying? Am I doing things right or wrong? Even something small as this, like dressing up. Yeah, I don't have to do that anymore, man. <laughs> like I don't have to dress up for shit. I don't. I don't. I think my mind is so in the moment all the time that I approach everything so casually. Like, if I'm talking to a person, I just want to know what they are, like, who they're about. And they're pretty, but, like, do where's it going to lead? I don't know. Or, like, 
if it's a guy, it's the same thing. Like when I'm traveling and then when I'm obviously I get into these long distance relationships because I don't think ahead. Mm -hmm. I'm more like, oh, this girl want to hook up. Oh, shit. Cool. Well, I always wanted to travel there anyway. So let's hook up. And then before I know it, I'm like, oh, my heart. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You stole my heart, dude. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. When I when I when I imagine like like i i had a dream recently where mariel and i broke up oh no yeah i had this dream that it was something where she threw fruit in my fucking face (laughs) and she did it in front of my parents in the dream and i was fucking pissed and i looked at her i was like you need to apologize it was like super disrespectful that she threw fruit in my face in my dream and i was like you gotta apologize she goes no she starts laughing in my face in the dream i'm like cool then we're done like get the fuck out of here in your fucking yeah. dream. I was like, get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> I'm done with you in our dream. And then we, we were split. And then in the dream, it dawned on me I was single and I started freaking out. I was like, oh shit. Uh what the fuck next? You know? Yeah. Because I'm not even I'm not even used and, and my perception of what I want in a partner now than what I was, you know, six, seven years ago is so different. Yeah. Like I, I value way different things now. Like I value how much I can stand being around them. You know, great conversation. And I know we say that when we're younger, but I don't think it's at plays as much as importance until you're older. Yeah. Because you start to realize everybody starts looking like a fucking raisin and a turtle at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have different levels. Like if I'm just casually hooking up or whatever, then it's not so much about personality or mm-hmm. whatever. And you just, I don't know. I think that I don't think about it too much because then I don't want to limit myself to someone they might be awesome and i and i might not have known that they existed especially because after this relationship it took me so much time to just be myself again because i mean you know like when you live with someone and you're with someone you mold into this new versions of each other you know yeah yeah whether it's good or bad like you're just absorbing each other's personality so i spent the most of 2019 just enjoying all the things that i couldn't Oh, for sure, yeah. dude. You're a fucking wild man, dude. <laughs> like, you are fucking insane. Dude, I don't know. So, dude, we were in Hawaii, right? So, so we, we went to Hawaii for our friend Nancy's wedding, right? We got this nice-ass fucking Airbnb in this hotel. <laughs> this fucking homeless fuck. Like, I'm going to just sleep on the balcony. <laughs> this fool slept on the balcony the whole fucking trip, dude. I'm like, dog, there's a bed for you right here. There was an actual just bed. <laughs> like, not that somebody had to share a separate bed for him. And he said... <laughs> I'm okay. I'm going to be out here on this balcony. You fucking homeless fuck. You know why? Because the first night, right, I did sleep inside. But the AC was so damn loud yeah. and it was so damn cold that I was like, I'm in Hawaii. I don't want to be like in the igloo right now. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. I put my earplugs on. I'll sleep outside. And I had the best sleep ever. That's so fucking yeah. funny, dude. This one did you? Did this one? I see this boy. He woke up. He's just giggling. I'm like, "What happened?" He's like, "Dude, I think I pissed myself." <laughs> yeah, I- so he, he pissed himself <laughs> in his sleep. I was like, "Bro, how homeless can you get? Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> he yep. peed himself in his sleep. I straight pissed my pants, <laughs> dog. What the fuck, man? I don't know what I. I think I drank a ton of water the night before, and I just remember like waking up and something warm coming and i was like oh fuck i'm pissing so i held it and i ran into the bathroom and i finished it off it was funny too because i think casey and tiff were sleeping 
in that room yeah. where I had to run through with mm-hmm. with Isaac. Yeah. So I ran fucking through, pissed. I had to change my clothes into another pair of shorts. I left my pants in there and then I went back to sleep. That's so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> no one woke up, thank God. It's crazy because when we switched rooms, I was in the, the bigger room. Yeah. I actually like sleeping outside compared to the room. Yeah. And I kind of missed it. It was too hot. Yeah, it's just too hot. Yeah. Like also the room, the because that separate room is basically the whole living room. Yeah. And it's so open. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, I kind of missed the outside, you know, but it was it was fun, though, man, because so Joe and I went to Hawaii for uh, we went wait a week first and then we went again for like another like eight days or so. Yeah, it was great. It was like, yeah, a week and it, we, we spent a week back on the mainland and we flew right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the first time I haven't that was the first year because of pandemic. I haven't been to Hawaii in like eight or nine years. And it was fucking weird. I was like, dude, it's been so long since I've been here. Yeah. And then I gained eight pounds in fucking like seven days or some <laughs> shit. I gained five and then I lost three and then I gained five more. That's fucking crazy, dude. The food in Hawaii is so fucking good. Oh, why? The Japanese food, the the the, the local food. Remember that? What was that? It was called Spanish rolls. That weird bread that we had. Oh, right. The, the, it was just like covered in sugar and butter. At that Filipino bakery. Yeah. It was butter rolls of it. Is it? It's Spanish? like Spanish yeah, rolls or Spanish rolls. If you guys go to Hawaii, <sighs> right? There's like it's like a Filipino dessert or a, yeah. or a baked good, but it just looks like regular shit ass fucking Olive Garden bread. It looks like breadsticks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Olive Garden breadsticks or some shit, but it's covered like in brown butter and like Man, sugar. That shit it's was so good. So fucking good. We I down three off the jump. I'm surprised like people don't all look like Brada is in Hawaii. Dude, I understand why it's hard for people to kind of get super fit in Hawaii. Yeah. Right? Because the food is high carbs, high fat. Yeah. And it's just, it's difficult. And even like the Japanese food, it's all carbs. Japanese food, yeah, is all carbs. But in Japan, the portions are much smaller and you walk everywhere. Yeah. So it makes sense. Dude, you've been, so <laughs> he was the he was the one during pandemic that was like doing all this like outdoor shit. Mountain biking, snowboarding in the winter. Dude, yeah. And I told this story before on this podcast, but Joe's the one, we went on this fucking hiking trail where I fucking was one of the worst experiences of my life. It was so fucking t- terrifying. And I still to this day can't believe I did that. I can't believe you did that. The, the, sh- the vlog is up on my channel, guys, yeah. but... I was surprised because I I think you progressed a lot because, um, you know, I've seen your fear of heights when we went to Hawaii and all these other places. I know what your limits are, but I have this other buddy, Darian, who loves to push people's limits. And <laughs> he says, yeah, I, did he invite you to the hike? He invited you, right? He invited you. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know we were going there. And then so I remember going there a while back. I don't remember what it what the hike was. But, you know, it's different when I went because it was easier, right? Yeah. But then, yeah, I don't remember the parts. And I was like, oh, I don't know if David could do this whole thing. And when we did it, I was like, oh, fuck, I can't believe David's doing this right now. And I'm like, oh, you're doing fine, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, there was a certain point where what I had to climb up in between. And he had to block my view of what was on the right side because <laughs> it was just a drop. It was nothing. Yeah. And and it's not a hike. It's not like walking. It's climbing. Yeah. It was straight. Yeah. I never in my life would I've ever. And there's no way that I couldn't do this because there was nobody to take me down. Yep. So I just had to go up. I had no choice. But you went up all the way and down all the way. Dude, you know, afterwards, after we did that hike and, you know. We just started stuffing ourselves with Thai food. Yeah. The next day, I was still so... I had such an adrenaline dump. I took a six-hour nap. Oh, the next day. shit. And really? I, had, I had like a fever. From, oh, my from the, God. From the adrenaline and the stress alone, <laughs> I had a fucking fever. 
for, for like fucking three hours. Would you ever do it again? Hell <laughs> fucking no. I will never, ever do something like that ever again. I did it, but I don't think I could do that again. And that's that's easy. Yeah, that's the, I, I, I don't even yeah. understand how that's fucking easy. <laughs> that's easy. And I did that shit in Ultra Boost, which was like the worst shoe ever. Yeah. Yeah. Because Darian was like, oh, no, man, we're going to do it simple. And I'm like, Darian, like, so this is the thing I, I notice about hikers, right, and climbers. And it's like they don't remember what normal people do. Or like mm-hmm. they don't know like what most people think hiking is like a fire road or like something that is paved and then it's a nice scenery and it's a walk. Yeah. Right. When most people say let's go hiking, maybe there's some like knee high steps that you go up or whatever, but it's not that strenuous. Mm-hmm. Right. He thinks that is the first level. <laughs> that is not first it's level not at first all. Level. Dude. That is crazy, dude. Yeah. I thought pillbox was man. Pillbox is nothing. I could probably do pillbox like nothing. Now. I know. Like pillbox doesn't even scare me at all. There was actually a road that you could walk on. Yeah. Like this was just rocks. <laughs> Make your own path. Yeah. There's like a part where we have to zigzag and just use our body weight and force to zigzag up through this rock and go past it. And I still can't believe I did that. That's just insane to me. I was most scared for you on the flat rock. Yeah. That shit you could slide down. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I am under him. And if he does fall, fuck, I'm going to be like a bowling pin right now. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I sort of pause. Like, fuck, I'm I'm crawling on my ass, dude. I gotta just get as much surface tension as possible before I fucking die. Damn. But you've been hiking a lot. You've been camping a lot. Do you feel? Do you feel different? Like now, so much more, dude. Like I feel like a huge. I don't know. I just feel like myself. Yeah. I think um, you know when you're in a in a bad situation or like a unhealthy relationship, like both partners become less themselves. And I think when whenever you're in an unhappy situation, you're more um, less likely to adventure. Yeah. Know? But then when you become freer and 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 just more, you know, like lighter, you're willing to take more risks. And a lot of the things that I did um, want to do in my childhood, not not from the relationship, but um, I started remembering things like, dude, I used to go snowboarding snowboarding with like Bart like every week or like we went a lot. Um, I always wanted to get into a lot of other things, picked up skateboarding again, all this stuff. And then um, with the pandemic, you know, I couldn't hang out with much people because most people couldn't go out because they had family members or yeah. at-risk people. So it was like me and uh, my couple of friends who were um, pretty much living alone, too. So we kind of had a you know new group together and we would just do all these adventures. Yeah. And it was kind of cool because. Yeah, it, it, I had people that at the same energy wanted to do stuff. So Well, it, it was like from an outside perspective from what I was watching too. It was like kind of fun watching you live your life the way that you wanted to, right? Yeah. And I think what a lot of people don't understand is like, you know, we all kind of fell into these tropes of building things that we couldn't take care of, yeah. you know? And it, it anchored us when it's the exact opposite of what we wanted to do with our lives. Yeah. So when you were traveling and having fun, it really looked like you were enjoying yourself and you're still enjoying yourself now. Mm-hmm. And and some one of the weird things is like even sometimes when people see that from an outside perspective, they're like, oh, it looks like he's escaping from his problems. <laughs> this, is what, this is what certain people were saying. And it was like, yeah. I think he's pretty happy though. <laughs> like, he looks pretty fucking good because we were doing the podcast at yeah. the time. And, you know, my perspective of it was different. It was like, well, he looks pretty happy. He's enjoying him fucking self. Yeah. You know, because not everything is an escape. Just because people do extreme things after breakup, sometimes it's just, I feel liberated. Now I get to do the things that I want. Like, yeah, that was really, I mean, it wasn't a bad breakup. Like, me and yeah. Jess are still friends. And, like, yeah. she still works for me. And, like, I don't know. I think people project a lot of what they 
what they would have done in a situation, right? Yeah. Like, oh, that would have broken me up so much. I would have. For me, I was. I just felt like, cool. Now I can do all the things that you know I wanted to by myself, or or what are the things that I wanted to do before this relationship, or like, what are the childhood things that I had to kind of quit doing because I became like an, a responsible adult or whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's the hard thing when you're in a relationship. You're not just thinking for yourself. You're thinking for you and the person. You you move like a unit. Yeah, you play together, right? Yeah. And then there's sacrifices. I think that's normal. Like, like, there's nothing wrong with it. But then when you become, you know, you're going to change what you eat sometimes because maybe they have some dietary restrictions or they don't eat meat or whatever, right? And And it's fine. Like, when you want to be in a relationship, not everything's going to be like what it is, there's compromise. So then you lose a piece of yourself, but you're supposed to gain another piece. Like, and I don't know, some people might look at that as like in a negative way, but I just think that that's normal. So then when you're not in that relationship anymore, then you can rediscover those things that you didn't get yeah. to express, you know? Well, also too, like you two had just had like, you're very high energy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like super high energy. You, you, yeah. you like to, you have an un- tapped amount of source of energy dude like we don't need solar energy we should need to tap a cord to your spine and then we could probably power the whole world like it's fucking nuts you know and i think like jess is like chill like she just likes laying back yeah. and so those two things just never meshed you know yeah and i think like for you you had to kind of refrain from the things that you wanted to because you don't want her to feel left out yeah you know you wanted her to feel like she's a part of things which right. is really good but then you know when you're by yourself it's a different story yep it's true because then i won't be out and thinking about how um you know, they're not enjoying this with me or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, I think all couples want to enjoy activities Yeah, you want to do together. things together. Yeah, like you and Mario bike together, right? Yeah. And then, but you built your body to be able to do that with her. Yeah. Because it, it, you had, that's the, I guess, sacrifice you had to make, right? Because like in the mm -hmm. beginning you couldn't, but now you can. Yeah. And then I think that, yeah, it, it takes, like, if you, if you're in a relationship, you want to do more things together, even though like, yeah, there are things you do individually too, but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, Mary and I are so different. Like, I I start to realize too that she and I we cut we move as a unit, but we also move very separately. She yeah. has her own set of friends that she kicks it with, and she does their adventures with that she can't do with me. Like, sit around and fucking eat tea and crumpets and all that bullshit, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then I go do my thing. She's not going to kickbox with me and yeah. do all this other stuff. So, but I think you guys have a healthy balance of activities mm -hmm. and your individual life. Yeah. So, I think. That's kind of what I learned of the, like, in my future is like, okay, well, you got to figure out how to, like, balance the two. Yeah. Because we have friends who are um, always together. Like, if they're in a couple, they're always together. If we hang out, we know the other person's coming, mm -hmm. right? So there's some people like that. But there's also people that kind of compartmentalize everything. And I think you and Mario are, like, more on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I haven't seen too much people like us yet, but I I know her parents are like that. They kind of do things separately. They have their own friends, they have their own lives, and they get together and they'll have their wine and drink together at night and have fun that way. And then that's kind of like how I am because it's sometimes it's hard. Like, yeah, I don't want her. I don't want to force her to like things that I like. If you don't want to be there, just don't be there. Yeah, you know, we'll go do our own thing later on that other people aren't privy to. Yeah, so 
you know, I don't have to. So when people invite me, they go, oh, is, is Mariel coming? It's like, I didn't ask. <laughs> you know, should I? Should I ask? Yeah. Does she want to go? And then she doesn't feel obligated to go. I'm like, hey, this is what I'm going to do with our friends. Do you want to go? She goes, nah. <laughs> and it's okay. And it's okay. Yeah. She doesn't feel left out. She doesn't feel like she has to go. And she doesn't feel uh, dependent on me where she feels like she needs to be by my side. Mm. The only thing that she forced me to go to is weddings. Yeah. You know, fucking <laughs> The thing right. that you don't want That's to do. Thing. I fucking hate. It's like, why can't we just go to a restaurant or something? Yeah, it's like, fuck, man. Like, she always wants me to go to one. But it's, I understand because she doesn't want to be there by herself. Like, yeah. if you go travel, which I, I, I get it. You know, I just fucking hate. I hate weddings with everything I fucking have. There. You did too many, too. It's just too much, yeah. man. I remember we we were when we were filming JK News, you you were saying something like this year I had to do like seven fucking weddings. And <laughs> they'll always throw this last minute. Can you officiate? Can you do this? Can you do that? It like, always happens. Yeah. It happens without fucking fail, dude. They go, oh, man, it'd be nice if we get a speech from you. It's like, I don't even fucking like you enough to do a speech, dude. Do you think also working in the wedding industry had some kind of effect on you of like like the jadedness and i mean yeah for sure i mean the the wedding industry is really harsh dude like i because i used to sell tuxedos right yeah and you would have to deal with bridezillas you would have to deal with fucking these irritated husbands who are irritated at the bridezillas people expect things to work the way that they want and you know doing wedding photography as well being a part of that and just the whole experience is stupid to me like i think that if you want a nice wedding it's perfectly fine that's you however i fucking hate (laughs) weddings i fucking hate them dude because for me i just want the food and i'm out (laughs) yeah like i enjoy the festivities i enjoy the partying or whatever but having to sit through this fucking thing where (laughs) you're walking down this aisle for fucking however long your pastor says a bunch of words i don't know who the fuck the pastor is we're sitting for 30 minutes and then we got to pretend like we like everybody and then we party it's like this is dumb. I have to behave the way that you want me to do, dress the way that you want me to do. Sometimes I have to eat the food that I don't even fucking like. Most wedding food sucks, but shout out to Nancy because that was one of the best wedding yeah. foods I've ever had. Dude, it's it, it's fucking good, dude. Tim's wedding yeah. had hella good food too. Oh, they had an in and out truck. Come they on. Had, yeah. Tim, <laughs> Tim Tim's wedding was fucking fire, dude. Yeah. But his but I got to officiate that wedding and I made it quick. <laughs> yeah. I made it quick as fuck. That's that was cool, man. The yeah. ceremony, like I I was like 10 minutes late and I almost missed a ceremony, dude. <laughs> yeah. I was standing like, what the fuck? That yeah. was it? When I, so the, the funny thing about Tim's wedding was originally uh, Wayne Brady was supposed to do it. Oh, right. Yeah. So Tim, that's right. I don't know. Like Tim in passing had a conversation with yeah. Wayne Brady in like an airplane or something and they chopped it up and you know they were exchanging contacts and numbers and it was cool. He and Hollywooded then, him. Yeah. And then he kind of oh. gave it, asked him like, yo, can you come through and, and do the wedding? And he was super hyped up to do it. Then out of nowhere, last minute stuff, he said, I don't know, like his assistant mixed something up. I don't know oh. what it is. But either way, didn't make it. And it was like a day or two before the wedding. Damn. And then, you know, I kind of told Tim, I was like, hey, if you need a backup, like, let me know. Oh, that's cool. Because, you know, I'll help him out. He's the homie. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to be two days before. And at this oh. time, I didn't really know Chia. I met Chia once. Oh, really? Yeah. So I didn't know too much about her. Yeah. So that was really hard. I actually wrote out this whole thing for them. And I never write things out because usually I know the two people enough where mm. I can say something nice. But because I didn't know Chia, I wrote this stuff out. But when I was up there, I looked around. Fucking Rick was sweating. Everybody was sweating. It was hot as shit. I was like, ah, fuck it. We're going to do this in like eight minutes. That's tight. And so I did it super fucking fast. Yeah. Exchanged the vows, the wedding rings, and they were good. Nice. Because you're like, how many things can I roast on Chia? I, don't, <laughs> I barely know this bitch. I can't fucking roast her. Well, now I know Chia really well. So I yeah. can roast her for fucking days, dude. That's the way to do it. Yeah. But weddings are just like super expensive, you know? Yeah. And, and I think even for Mariel now, 
I don't mind throwing a party. Like I'll spend money on a party, but yeah. the wedding festivity alone is really, the, really expensive. That's true. And I've never really cared for weddings. Yeah. I, my parents don't care for weddings either. Yeah. So there's no emphasis on that. It doesn't prove the longevity of a relationship. Mm-mm. It doesn't show love. It doesn't show faithfulness. None of that shit fucking matters. Mm-hmm. So you would have to convince me enough that a wedding is worth having outside from the fact of the, the memory behind it. Yeah, I feel like the rule or like what you have to do has changed so fucking much. Yeah. Like it's more loose now. Pandemic really showed people how much weddings are bullshit. Yeah. They were like, oh shit, I'm, I'm not going to spend $50,000 on my wedding, $30,000, $20,000. Yeah. And instead I'll do a small get together that cost me six grand, you know, and you save X amount of money. It's unreal. Like yeah. when I found out how much my other buddy, he spent money on his, on his wedding, it was like $70,000. And he goes, are you ready for that? I'm like, I'm not spending 70K on my wedding. Yeah. Are you fucking nuts? I'll never pay. I didn't pay $70,000 for my college education. Are you fucking crazy? Wow. That's crazy. And that's like burning $70,000 in one day. One day. day. I'll put that shit into crypto, dude. That's what I'll do. I guess I'm wondering if I would think differently if I was rich, like really, really rich, you know, like. Because seventy thousand might be like twenty bucks to me at that time, at that point. I feel like for me it wouldn't change because, like, I realize how cheap. <laughs> like it's more like I, I see value in money. No matter how much money I've made, yeah, my value of the dollar kind of stayed the same, except for like food. Like food. that's where it fucked me up. Because the more I started making, I think in percentages, right? Yeah. So if I think, oh shit, man, it's only ten percent of my income this month. That's nothing. Yeah. And then I start forgetting. Like, dude, I just got rid of my um car. I, I returned it and I was paying a thousand bucks a month. And everyone's like, man, that's so expensive. And I'm like, my other car used to be like fifteen hundred a month. Yeah. That was cheaper. And I'm like, wait, my first car that I bought brand new was two hundred a month, two hundred fifty, whatever. And I'm yeah. like, shit. I used to make what I made in a month. I paid in my car. I was like, wow. And then I had to kind of put my mind back to like kind of my humble beginnings right and be like dude you used to work like two months to get this kind of money or more and then and then i'm like oh shit i'm not really being responsible yeah, yeah. i mean we get caught up in a lot of these things right and it, and it's not just us it's just sometimes when when money's good you you, for, you forget about those humble beginnings a lot you know i think until like last three four years is when i was like damn like i don't really need to spend on any of this shit. I'm not a Japanese prince, man. I know. And they're like, why are you spending like this, man? Dude, dude, you I, think your cloth is made of gold and shit? Like, <laughs> stupid ass. It's like all, all this shit that we used to buy, it's yeah. it's all temporary things. It is, man. Yeah. It is. And and just like, I mean, like us going to Hawaii and memories and like just enjoying shit, right? That is still rewarding till this day. And I think that's what I'll continue doing. Traveling. Hell yeah, dude. All those memories that we had, like... Well, like even like the first time we went to Hawaii together, those were some great memories. And we could even look back at some of these older videos. And yeah. We, we see these videos where we where we uh, traveled with the Chan clan. Yep. Uh, we went to Maui together. Yep. We had all these first experiences. And those are the things I look back on and I cherish a lot. Mm-hmm. It's never with the stuff that I buy. Never. But always yeah. memory, memories that I create. It's always the best. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. I think. Yeah. I mean, like these trips. Right. And that's kind of going back to like being in my zone and what I want to do and just being on the go, meeting people, um, getting some good jujitsu sessions in with some, you know, 
Yeah. <laughs> it feels good training again, though. Yeah. Don't be like going all over the world and meeting, uh, going on dates and shit. And <laughs> that's, I mean, that's crazy. The, the international lover thing is the craziest thing to me. I don't know if I could do that. Maybe I'd be felt, I would feel so weird. Dude, well, I I mean, I dated girls here too, like, yeah. you know, locally, but it just didn't really work out. And like, um, I don't know what it is, man. I think, well, right now the girl that I'm seeing is she's she's in the UK. You and your fucking, you, you, you get like <laughs> white people from the source, dude, it's like from the from the original core. <laughs> you know, it's funny, though. There's it's like in between there's been like non-white girls, you know, mm. but then um. So, like, I always ask people if they're, like, down to be on camera first mm-hmm. or, like, in my Instagram or my stories or anything. Because, yeah. like, if they're not of this world, a lot of people don't like that attention. So, I always ask. And then, like, so it's funny because what I was public about is is she was, you know, it was Jess. Like, she's white, yeah. right? And then after that, like, the girls that were down to just be on camera with me or whatever just so happened to be white. But yeah. in between that, there was like Latina, there was like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Caribbean or whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, they're not all white. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I think like for me, I've always enjoyed being with somebody and not involving them in the social media aspect yeah. of things uh, to a certain extent. Right. I mean, it's going to they're going to be a part of your life. Yeah. It just always made things a little easier for me, me at Mariel, because if she wanted to do it a hundred percent and we made it our work life, it, it would probably take a toll on my relationship. Yeah. And I get scared of that sometimes. Right. Because things are become very business-like. It's like, yeah. oh, are we posting this because we enjoy it? Or are we doing it because it's a business? We have to do it for frequency, the algorithm. And the, when, when do you ever get to be a normal couple? Yeah. You know, and I start to realize when people are like, oh, you know, I have to do stuff on Instagram. Like who, why you don't make a living off of this. Why do you have to do it? Like my friends in Sacramento, <laughs> yeah. I bar- they barely post on Instagram. But they, they act like they're influencers. <laughs> there was dog. I, I was kind of fucked up with this. But there was a buddy of mine who went on Instagram Live, and when Instagram Live first started, yeah, he goes on and he's like cooking. He's like, "What's up, y'all? Like, I'm out here There's in the like kitchen, three people. <laughs> kicking." He has like, "Yo, I want to thank y'all for tuning in." And then I just I wrote on his thing. I was like, "Stop this shit! You're embarrassing yourself." Oh, <laughs> and then he, you destroyed his dreams, man. <laughs> you, Why you gotta do me like that? I'm like, bro. There's seven followers. Who's y'all? It's Y'all. like, I'm one of them. It's like, what the fuck? Who are, you, who are you doing this to? I was like, your account's private, you dumbass. That's so funny. I was like, this is for celebrities. <laughs> it's for friends. It's not family. for us, your friends. We're, we're going to see you in like two days. What are you doing, you jackass? You know? <laughs> and his account was private. That's so funny. You fucking dummy. What's <laughs> up, Y'all. Yeah. It's to all my followers. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's your friends and family. Yeah, bro. It's like, you have like seven people following you. That's what the so fuck are you funny. doing, dude? talking about guy dude i think i think i'd want to do um public stuff with yeah the, with the with, with with who i was with who i will be with or whatever yeah yeah i don't i don't know like i always have this um feeling of like so like we go into business together right mm-hmm. and we have fun doing it i feel like i want that with everybody mm. that i like yeah in 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 many different ways, but then I think I'd approach it much differently. Yeah, like I wouldn't make it so intense and obligated. And now I think I know, like, who cares if I miss a fucking post or like it's not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, we were pretty serious with it though, where it was so scheduled out, we had to yeah. make these posts at this time at twelve p.m. every blah 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 blah. I mean, I have to do that now for the podcast, but yeah, when you're doing stuff that's creative. 
it's and you're hard. forcing a schedule, it is difficult. It dude. is. Especially because when you guys were creating sketches, like oh, how yeah. hard is that? Every Sunday, we without fail for like four years. It was like doing Mad TV fucking every year, every week, dude, yeah. nonstop, no seasons. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. But I think like back then I was more, I don't know, like you just got, you're just more on edge, man. Cause you don't know if you're going to make it. You're just working your ass off, not yeah. thinking cause you're worried. You know, you have so much anxiety about the uncertainties. And now I'm just like, fuck it. I'm comfortable. I just like, I just realized, dude, I, I just like, I just like it. Like I like to share my life. I like to talk about like all the stuff that we do, right? We're talking about some private shit that a lot of other people don't. Yeah. And I'm like, I like it cause it's, it's almost like, um, sharing new things that I learned or like celebrating my moments with people. Mm -hmm. And then if I just keep it simple like that, it doesn't have to be such a like a game plan. It doesn't have to be a business, you know? Like, yeah. It's kind of like, oh, well, if money comes along, then cool. That's a cool extra. I, I think like, well, I get this question a lot too from people when they ask, you know, about longevity in this space. Yeah. Right. Because we've been doing this for a, a while now. Hell you know? yeah. And we have seen a lot of our our, our people, <laughs> friends, and they have come and go really hard, like disappear. Damn. Yeah. And this is our 14th year, man. It's crazy how long we've been doing this, yeah. you know? And the question they go, well, how how do you keep doing this and how do you stay successful in this? Well, like number one, our level of success isn't like how it was at the peak of our uh, uh, YouTube, right? I think our well, my success has been up and down. Yeah, it's, like it never stays like at the peak. Yeah, yeah, like we've we've done different things now, right? Yeah. So we've channeled our goals into other things. Like in terms of entertainment, it's all different. When you're young and you're new and you're starting something fresh, everything is exciting. All these small victories are fucking exciting. Yeah. But when you continue to do the same thing over and over and over and over, that excitement starts to wear out. Mm -hmm. It's not because we're ungrateful. We're, I think it's human nature. It's human nature. Yeah, like, everything, everything loses its novelty. And like, yeah. I love pizza. I can't have that shit fucking every day. Like yeah. I'll, I'll get sick of it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so for us, I think like the key to our longevity was always kind of finding out our compass of, of what makes us very happy. Mm -hmm. And when we continue to do things that make us happy, it, we work it like how we worked it the first day that we've done it. Yeah. You know, like even look at something like JK News. JK News has changed multiple times. We have to do new things and try new things out to make it more interesting and mm -hmm. entertaining for us. My channel has gone from uh, rants, comedy rants, to sketches, to interviews in cars, to uh, daily vlogs. <laughs> to food stuff. To food yeah. stuff. And now to podcasts, right? Yeah. And I'm literally this, like when people ask you, what is your channel? I don't know what it is. It is literally whatever the fuck I want to do. That's what I like. It's like an omakase. <laughs> yeah. Like you come to the channel, I'm going to give you a food vlog. I'm going to mm -hmm. give you a life vlog. I'm going to give you a fucking breakup video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I truly enjoy that. And I think like before I was so worried about being very specific about my content rather than just creating yeah. it would put me into a corner it's like i had such high expectations for the things that i needed to do i did this taiwan series that should damn near fucking killed me mm. and i didn't want to do another travel vlog after that yeah because it was so hard the burnout huh? i got burnt out you, you know? didn't get to enjoy your trip right because it was yeah. just so it was about the craft rather mm -hmm. than the moment i i filmed those like six or seven episodes that yeah. was the first three days i was in taiwan after that i got sick of it i'm like i'm done like, I'm not doing another vlog. Do you feel like you still have that, like, kind of burnout or, like, bad association? Because I know what you're talking about, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like when vlogs were um, at the, like, so fun when we were going out doing Hawaii stuff, right? And then the routine kicked in. And then now you're just, like, looking for content. And then 
I took a long break because I had to find that love for it again. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, I feel like, like you said, like there's burnout from doing something too much. Yeah. I I mean, I still kind of feel that like I'm getting an itch to start, um, vlogging again, but doing it in my own, I always do shit really different, you know? Um, but obviously I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get, get, I'm trying to get rid of being too particular because I'm so hyper particular. I never get shit done now. Cause it's like, mm. it has to be this way. It has to be that the lighting has to be like this. Yeah. Nothing can be out of focus. Everything has to look right. You're like the perfectionist artist that never gets any done. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And before it wasn't like that. Yeah. It was just like, Hey, if you have an idea, put it out. Yeah. And that's the advice that I always give people. Like, don't, don't be the, don't be the reason why you don't become a creator. Yeah. Like you're just sitting on these ideas thinking that everything has to be gold. And that's really not the case. Sometimes you just create, there are things that I do now that I didn't expect it to do well, but some, for some fucking reason, people connected to mm. it. Well, if I overthought that and I sat on it, it wouldn't have gone anywhere. And so now I'm trying to like, it's like, if I am going to be extremely particular about stuff, then I have to plan it out. I can't, complain that it didn't come out the way that i wanted when i didn't write it out i didn't do anything with it yeah and that's the uncertainty of daily vlogging is is the True. part that fucks with my anxiety yeah yeah because yeah. you come out with shit sometimes that you're not happy with i just privated probably 80 percent of my videos oh wow because i was like none of these videos really reflect my work ethic or who i was or at the time you know um people just love daily vlogs so mm-hmm. i just cranked them out whatever i was doing that day yeah, some of them have a lot of fucking views. But when I look back, I'm like, that doesn't reflect who I am. Like, I'd rather construct something. Yeah. And now, I don't know. I have a few vlogs up there now. Um, and I got fucked, bro. Like, I stopped posting for, like, two months. My views dropped dramatically, man. It went from, like, getting hundreds of thousands to, like, barely, like, 10,000 each video, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the algorithm shit is real, man. Like, all the stuff that the YouTubers were talking about, like, if you stop posting... You're fucked. You're fucked. It, you don't show up on people's feeds. Mm-hmm. A lot of fans were DMing me on Instagram, like, hey, when are you posting on Insta- uh, on YouTube again? And I'm like, I've been posting for the last month, yeah. every week, multiple times a week. And so that was a big hit. And I realized why so many YouTubers were, man, having like talking about depression and talking about wanting to commit suicide. And I'm all like, get over it. You're it's just it's just videos, right? But then I understood after the algorithm hit me mm-hmm. and it affected me in that way. And I was like, fuck, that that's fucked up. But I think I have a fighting spirit because I looked at it like like, cool. It's almost like having a new channel. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm grateful that I still have fans that watch because you could look at it like, oh, I lost 100,000 views. Or you could look at it as, dude, I have 10,000 super loyal followers that will stay with me regardless of what I post. Even all the shit content that I post, they enjoy it. So it's like, that's kind of how I see it is like, oh shit, dude, no matter what, for for the past 14 years, they've been with me. And then so from here, it's like, cool, I get to build from that. When I saw what the the biggest change that I saw when I went on YouTube and I started uploading my video, my own videos after pandemic and nobody was doing my work, I'm doing everything by myself, Yeah, was I started to realize how much YouTube starts to fuck with the kids a lot 
when your videos do a little better, they give you streamers. They go, congratulations, your engagement's a lot higher. Next time when you do this, try doing right, this. Right, those little fireworks? Yep. You're number one. They start rewarding yeah. them. They start giving value to you yeah. saying like, oh, now you're worth something now because you're doing better. With, keep doing what this is. Yeah. So they're fucking with these mentality, <laughs> like the mentality of you. You're like, oh, am I not doing well enough yeah. now? I'm not getting these fireworks. I'm not getting the streamers and shit. Yeah. But they, it was never like that before. It was just analytics. But now they're trying to incentivize yeah. you to do more so you can make more money for them. And fucking YouTube doesn't make you shit. You know, yeah. the CPMs are terrible. Not Yeah, I don't know. After Apocalypse, we yeah. lost about 70% of our um, ad revenue. That, that was, was the crazy. weird thing, too. It's like, you know, when you guys started going on, on Patreon and creating the content before... Like, I remember reading comments. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe we have to pay for this now. I was like, there's a hell of people pay for it and they love it. Yeah. And it's like at the same time, it's like the, the few people that do say that it's like the reason why you got this free content before was because it, there was money that was coming in that allowed to pay for staff. Mm-hmm. People have to get paid. Nobody's working for fucking free, guys. These people are employees. And they're like, why are you guys so greedy? Like this and that. And I'm like, guys. <laughs> you don't understand business like but most of them they're kids yeah like most of them they never worked a job most of them you know they don't get economics yeah but you do start seeing there's way more smarter people now oh, for sure yeah in the comments than there was before because before that's how everybody used to feel they're like oh you sell out yeah <laughs> i'm like what are you talking about dude this is a business yeah it's like, you know, all the people who edit, everybody who's on camera gets paid. Yeah. If you can't pay them, they're not going to come and work and we wouldn't feel right taking stuff from them. Like, what the fuck? They have to get paid. That's like if a musician asks for a rate to do a show, they're like, oh, so what? You're not going to do it for the people? Dude. <laughs> Ed would have these crazy stories like when he was at church and he talked about it on the podcast where these mega churches who make literally hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? They would ask him to do like intro videos and edit this whole stuff, film and edit everything. And he would give them a low rate. He's like, okay. He goes, I could do it. I'll just do it for 200 bucks, which is dirt cheap yeah. you know, for filming like a whole fucking video editing and everything. And they go, take him aside. Like, do you, do you not love God? How come you can't just do this at the goodness of your heart? It's like. This shit's going to take me a week to shoot. I got to give me something. Yeah. I got bills to pay. Like, what the fuck yeah. are you talking about, dude? Wow. And they would try to guilt trip him. They say, oh, you That's know, why they got mega money. It's like, <laughs> he goes, you know what? God's not going to appreciate you. You have ego. You have like darkness in your heart. You have Whoa. ego. It's your ego that you need to swallow your pride. He goes, I need to pay my bills. <laughs> like, uh, this is nothing. It's 200 bucks wow. for an institution that makes millions. Yeah. $200. And then. He had to talk to another pastor because he was like, hey, like, how are you feeling? Because he looked a little down or whatever, had a conversation or some shit like that. And then he was like, yeah, they haven't paid me. He goes, what the fuck? And that pastor went back, pay him his fucking money. <laughs> like, give him his 200. What are they doing with the money? Nothing. It's like nothing. And somebody wrote a personal check to him because he was, these guys are rich people. They're rich as fuck. Wow. Like, every single one of them can give him 200 bucks That's and it'll be nothing. fucking crazy. Yeah. And it's just... You know, sometimes people just don't value other people as as, as much as they think that they do. I also think um, entertainment is probably one of the most undervalued, like, professions. Yeah. The arts, all these things. Because, like, it's it's so um, – it's undervalued and overvalued. So, like, the, the most people that work in entertainment aren't the mega millionaires, mm-hmm. right? Like, they're not the top of the top A-list celebrities. They're, like – we're like the middle class of entertainers, right? Yeah. Like the the people that are working are the ones behind the scenes, like the editing, like the people that are on films, like 
doing all the production work, doing all the dangerous jobs, all that stuff, right? And when people think, oh, you work on a Hollywood movie? Oh, that's so cool. Your, your life must be easy. You get to meet celebrities. They have all these imaginations of how easy it probably is. Or like, oh, you're just a YouTuber? Or mm-hmm. you just talk all day? And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking fun. But is it easy? Yeah, maybe it's easier than like working as a crab fisherman or a yeah, police yeah. officer or like yeah. whatever, right? But like, is it is it fair to belittle it or like undervalue it in a way where like people kind of go oh but it's just for fun anyway right yeah or like it's a hobby right it's like well you come and do it then yeah you you come and do it and see if you can handle it and i guarantee you couldn't like it's everybody has a certain level of difficulty that's within their realm right i can't do what you do you can't do what i do mm-hmm. i just have to respect that you have your your thing and i have my thing when, when people look at actors, they don't understand how much actors struggle. They'll see them in a few TV shows. They go, oh, they've made it. They're rich. I was like, dude, that's a small spot. Actors are one of the most brokest out of the entertainers. They're so poor, dude. Yeah. They're fucking poor as shit. It's like a small percentage that are like the top celebrities that are making millions, but even they're broke because they spend it all. I've had friends. <laughs> I have a friend who she has been in multiple sitcoms as a kid, whatever, whatnot, had a bunch of pilots that failed poor as shit yeah she popped off when she was like in her mid-30s right yeah and acting since she was like eight years old took her that many fucking years to finally pop off and now she's super grateful for every opportunity and that's actually an actor's success story too. yeah because most of most of actors they go home Mm -hmm. they go home and they were mostly a waiter all their lives and then they fucking hate la dude (laughs) and she said that she when friends would see her on tv shows or whatever right they're like oh here's miss hollywood now she's super rich and she's like what the fuck I'm living in a studio apartment with four people. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I did that TV show. Well, that's one one thing I booked in six months. Yeah. And now that $4,000 check is supposed to last me six fucking months. And so what she used to do for a living, which people didn't fucking know, she because she was acting in a lot of stuff and seeing a lot of spots, she would be with these rich actors and they would just throw away their clothes. She goes, oh, can you, instead of throwing that clothes, give it to me. And I'll just fucking sell it on eBay. Mm. So she would go to these rich, famous actor friends yeah. and they would just donate clothes to her and she would sell it on eBay. And that's how she would make a living yeah. for all the way till she was like in her mid thirties, dude. That's crazy. Like people don't know about that type of struggle. Yeah, it's, it's so like easy. You're yeah. either a top player mm-hmm. or you're just one of the poor ones. Yeah. And There's, so like yeah. her boyfriend used to say that he remembered seeing her car just stacked full of clothes. Because she would have to ship it out because she would sell it online or sell it to thrift store or do whatever just to make ends meet. Yeah. But everybody from the outside thought she was rich living it up in L.A. because she's not from there. Uh, and she goes, no, I'm I'm paying my bills by asking my friends for clothes they're going to throw away and selling it on eBay. Everyone in entertainment has a side job, dude. Yeah. Everyone has a side gig. Yeah. Yeah. Or that or they're cl- collecting unemployment or just, you know, waiting around doing something. I know. But it's hard. Like they're working they're working part-time jobs. Mm-hmm. And so when people say like when you look at somebody on TV, it doesn't mean that you've made it. I've had so many – I've had so many conversations with people who want to go into acting because they saw Crazy Rich Asians. Like, they think they're going to make it after that? Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm the actor that – the Asian actor that they haven't seen yet. I'm like, no, you're not. You're trash. What are you talking about? <laughs> They've seen you before a million times. You're nobody. <laughs> like the fucking audacity <laughs> you know yeah isn't that crazy a lot of people think it's entertainment and the arts it's so easy and they could do better yeah and i'm like welcome we need more people let's see you do better yeah i, I would love to like it's i would like love all of the guys that watch ufc fighters and they have <laughs> so i would have fucked them up yeah that's yeah. fucking easy man that's really what it is man yeah. like i've had multiple conversations with people who wanted to go into acting 
and I have to encase it in in, in the right thing for them because their idea of what of acting is in Los Angeles or New York or whatever or going into theater, yeah, it's only the glamour. They don't see any of the hard work. And like I told this story before, but buddy came up to me. He goes like, "Oh, I want to be uh, the next big Asian actor out there." It's like you're an actor. I was like, number one, I'm not an actor. I just somebody who happened to be in a good film, and I'm be I was good at that role. Yeah, right. And he goes, well, okay, well, like I want to be like the next big like martial arts star. I don't think there's any Asian people like me out there. And the I'm like, fuck? I was like, that's all we have. Like there's we're <laughs> so many martial artists. That's what I'm saying. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Wow. He goes, yeah. So like, do you have any like kickboxing coaches or a boxing? I was like, go take an acting wow. class, you dumbass. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Wait, so he's not a martial artist. He can't even fight yet. And he wants to be an action star. Yes. He wants he's to got be a long fucking way to go. Yeah. And I also told him he's ugly. I was like, <laughs> yeah. so, bro, you're also fucking ugly. You, did you not know that? You're so good at preventing people from making a fool out of themselves. <laughs> like, I was I was so offended. Damn. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we know, like, Yoshi Sadarso. Yeah. Handsome as fuck. Good actor. You know, doing what he's doing. Martial artist. And you're, I'm like, you think you're going to take that role from Yoshi? Yeah. You're not taking that role from Yoshi. Yeah, I know. Yeah. With all the time and commitment and everything that he's... And we know so many people that are great. Mm-hmm. That bad. I don't know. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's crazy. Motherfucker's been doing it now, what? Since I had that conversation, what, three years now? I wasn't book shit. Yeah. It's like, bro, what did you think? What did you think was going to fucking happen, man? And it's like, he's like trying to ask me like, oh, like what, what are these moves I should do? And I'm like, dude... You suck. You fucking suck, man. <laughs> Accept it or get better. That's it. Like that's not, that's what it is. You fucking suck, guy. That's so funny. You know, but it's just like you know. And I, I think he like recently booked like a small commercial spot, so he made it. They, like now he feels like it's the next big step, and then you know that's nothing so else funny. for the next two months. That's and so now, fucking funny. It's so fucking weird, dude. It's like well, how dare you? The audacity, man. Like, yeah. It's not an easy task to do. I'm not trying to break his spirit. I'm just trying to get him to understand, like, you have a long way to go. Yeah, to me, it's, like, a big ego to think how easy things are. It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, or, like, your life should be good. I don't know, man. I think when you want to live or when you want to work in a a dream job or something that seems fun, right? Like, a lot of um, young folks, like, that are in college or whatever. Maybe they look at entertainment and go, that looks fucking fun, right? I want to do that. I want to do something with purpose or something that are that's more like different. But we know the truth behind it is anything fun attracts a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. And it attracts a lot of talent. And it attracts a lot of people, which makes it much, much harder in that sense and it might be easier because it's like the work is more fun, right? And you could bury your sorrows and how fun it is. But it's it sometimes is psychologically harder than other things. Yeah. Because like being an actor is wonderful, but can you take the multiple rejection, the multiple judgments, the mo- casting directors talking shit to your face like you're too damn short or whatever? You know, all that mental bullshit. Can you deal with that to book the role? Because I, that when I see an actor, I don't see just a person who's great at performing. I see someone who's been told a thousand fucking times. Yeah. Went through multiple depressive moods of like, fuck, I don't know if these people like me. I don't know if I'm good enough. And then they got on. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's not the end of it all, too. Some of these guys, they're so in it. Like, they're so method. Like, Heath Ledger and whatever. They become these characters and then it fucks with him like yeah. mentally 
it's like the depth of how far some people have to go to be an actor. It's like, are you willing to just completely change your whole psychology and personality? Yeah. Because it fucks with you. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Dude, my friend told me this uh, funny story when um, she booked this huge role. It's like her first huge role ever, right? And she had been working in the industry for a very long time. And there was a, a cast member who was talking to her saying, like, I'm so glad I booked this role. Like, I have been acting for so long. And I just, this was, if I didn't get this role, I would have moved back home. She goes, how long have you been acting for? I was like, it's, I've been in LA for like a year and a half, two years. <laughs> <laughs> she was going to choke this bitch out. She, just she like, was like, it's been 17, bitch. Yeah, I've been doing this for like two decades. How fucking Fuck. dare you? You know, but that's the crazy thing though. Like, and for her, good for you, but that's one and very few far between. Yeah, that happens that's lucky. For. Yeah, that's really lucky. You just never know. Yeah, it just, it takes time, man. And then. Yeah. Though there's this weird spot in this space where uh, one of us, actually somebody that we know personally, she's still mad at me till this day because I told this thing to her. And, you know, I didn't think it affected her because what I said was true. So every time I had a conversation with her, she mm -hmm. would either talk shit about TikTokers or fucking Viners or whatever because they're taking her roles for her acting stuff. And just every time it was this conversation about everybody else who's doing great things and like, oh, they're not real actors. Oh, mm. they don't bother. And I'm like, and I, I just said something very simple. I was like, well, instead of you wasting your time talking shit about them, go figure out what you can do to get into those rooms. Because right now what you're doing is just hateful. Like you're hating them. Why Why would she get mad at you for that? Well, that's the thing. I, I think it made me. And what I told her was it was like you're upset because they're better than you. Mm. That's what it is. They're better than you. They yeah. may not be a better actor, but they're better at getting into the room. Yeah. So why aren't you doing this so stuff? So she's very entitled. She very. thinks that she should have that role. Exactly. And I was like, the difference is, is that they're not talking shit about you. You're talking shit about them. Yeah. So what are you wasting your time with? I'm like, you're mad because they're better than you right now. And you just have to get on their level. Jealousy. It's jealousy yeah. is what it is. And I think that was hard. And this girl gave me the silent treatment for like fucking a year. And then when I met her in person, she goes, I'm done with the silent treatment. And I was like, I didn't know you were giving the silent treatment. <laughs> Bro, I was like, <laughs> I was mad at you. It's like, well, I was not punished. Yeah, I was like, wait, you weren't talking to me? And then that made her even more mad. She oh was like, what the fuck? She goes, I was giving you the silent treatment. You didn't fucking notice? And I'm like, no, I, you, I was just living my life. <laughs> right? That that just goes to show how petty this person yeah, is. It's fucking petty shit, It's dude. like. Just all driven by, like, revenge or some shit. Like, I don't know. That's so stupid. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't shit on these. Like, so she spent a year giving you this. this, this to this, teach me a lesson. To, but <laughs> did she spend any fucking time improving her game? Yeah. Like, she spent all that time being angry at you instead of improving herself. Exactly. So it's like, man, people like that, they deserve to suck. Yeah. Like, they're going to be a loser. And, and for, for her, too, it was like. Dude, we're, we've been friends for so long. I should be able to say this to you. Yeah. You know, it's hard for us when we meet up, we have conversations, and all you do is talk shit. Like, oh, man. That's a difficult. It drains yeah. me. Yeah. You know, it makes me it makes me into you. Yeah. I don't want that. Like, I, I say this, right? When people are like, well, you don't like TikTok. You don't. I don't like their shit. It doesn't mean I don't think that they're successful in what they do, though. Like, that's yeah. their shit. Yeah. Like, it's funny to roast or, like, say whatever or critique. Mm-hmm. But then you can't deny the fact that some people are extremely successful at what they do, like yeah. TikTok or whatever. 
Yeah, that's their platform. And that's their craft. Yeah. Yeah. But if they walk into this room, can they do a, a podcast where they could talk for hours and actually have it interesting? Probably yeah. fucking not. Probably not. They don't have my life experiences. They don't have the way that I think. Can they Can they fucking create a Sundance film in, a, in their first try? Probably fucking not. Suck my nuts. Yeah. I can't do what they do, though. You cannot make a 15-second video <laughs> of a dope-ass dance. I can't do it, you dude. You can't, dude. It's, just not, it's not in me, dude. I tried. I'm like uh, fucking trying to be like Anthony Lee and shit, dude. I can just, you know? So it's 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 I think it's a waste of time for people to shit on somebody else's success. If they're successful, they're successful. Yeah. Why 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 waste your energy trying to make yourself feel better by making them feel like crap? I try to stay away from that shit too, man. It just it's just weird. Yeah. 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 It, I know what you mean. It it just makes you feel like a low life for listening to this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've Joe and I have like figured out during this pandemic the type of people that we want to be around and the type of people that we want to be. Yeah. And I think for a lot of the times when we think about friendship, we used to think that friendship is like, oh, you have to be there for this person 24 seven all the time. <laughs> and it kills you, dude. It does. And now I'm like, I don't I don't mind ditching people. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I believe in yeah. is yeah. you can you can only do so much. Yeah. Like maybe your friend, right? Like you mm. could only do so much until you blow up. Yeah. And he can't take it anymore. Yeah. Because it's like maybe you can have one conversation and it's nice and you're like, hey, do you think it's the best idea to talk about people in this light? Is it healthy? Whatever. And then if they don't, then it's like, hey, shut the fuck up. I don't want to listen to this shit. And then it goes, I don't want to hang out with this person no more. So I feel like there's like progressions to it. People don't just go, oh, fuck that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 where I think a lot of people have fallen out in their friendships simply because they sometimes they think they call them um, like, oh, you think you're better than us now. It's not that you're better. It's like, sometimes oh, I'm better. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's just we move on. Like we don't. Yeah, have this... people grow apart. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's completely OK. Like we've had, you know, friendships and relationships. I'm pretty sure all of us have where you felt like you were giving more than you were receiving. Yeah. And that shit is fucking exhausting. And now I just don't care. I don't have time for that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, I'm here for you, whatever. But if you're going to drag me down with you, you could I'll cut that line off super fast. You know, I'll be there from a distance. Yeah. You know, we could still have good conversations or whatever. But if every time I see you, it's like, hey, my life. It's like, bro, fucking suck my dick. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, but you do, you do have this like inviting, you will listen to me <laughs> vibe about you. Yeah. So I think you attract that ventiness Mm -hmm. and because you know people get comfortable especially women and and they just open the fuck up so you might be attracting that complaining (laughs) it's the pastor side dude yeah it's like oh god damn give me your fucking burden please tell me and i'm okay with it (laughs) to a certain extent i think i know what you're talking about though because i open up to you too but then we talk about impactful things at least in my mind or like if i'm coming to you with the issue I really need help solving it. Yeah. Assholes and venters, that's what I don't like. Exactly. Because you know that they don't authentically care what you think. Mm-hmm. They're using you so they could dump their things onto you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they can get a release and then they can go, okay, cool. And and they're going to forget what they, what they stressed you out with. Oh, dude. The first experience I've ever had with this, and I should have learned with this, was with... Uh, Somebody that I used to kick with around all the time, right? When I first moved to LA, this girl became like a super close friend of mine. And I didn't realize that she was an asshole. Mm. She was somebody that would only say things that would only when she needed you. And that was it. And it got to that point where I was just like, well, first of all, this girl's fucking delusional, right? Mm-hmm. Like a, a quick story too. We were at this uh, gala event and I, and I told this to Joe too, where 
she's so fucking delusional. Everybody knows who this girl is. Like we know her whereabouts, what she does, because she opens up to everybody. So everybody knows her personal story. I'm sitting behind her at this gala event and I'm eating and I'm hearing her talk to this other girl and they're talking about their faith in Christianity or whatever. And she's like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. She's talking, talking, talking. And I'm like, what is this girl fucking talking about? This girl is full of shit. And then she goes, yeah, like, you know, I, I still want to keep my virginity. And I literally spit my drink out, dude. I went, <laughs> you covered her head with it? Yeah. I was like, Whoa. you tried to bless her with holy yeah. water for that fucking like, oh, She was like, I just want to wait for that person. I don't believe in sex before marriage. I went, <laughs> I was like, what? This girl's fucking nuts. Like, yeah. I know half the people you slept with, bitch. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? But that's the weird thing, Damn. right? And she's one of those people that just says whatever she wants to get people on their side. And then the only time she how she develops relationships are people who listen to her complain all mm. the fucking time. I got I actually stopped being friends with her once I got together with Mariel. Not because it was weird because it's like another girl. It's simply because this girl would try to take too much of my time. And it was just <laughs> just to complain to you. Exactly. I hadn't seen her in like five months, six months, maybe. Right. Damn. And then I saw her in Cape Town at Kang Hudong Pekjom, the, the Korean barbecue spot. I shit you fucking not. First thing she says to me, I see her out there. I see her. I haven't seen her in a long time. I'm like, cool. I'm like, hey, what's up? How have you been? And she goes, oh, my family's here. I'm not having a good time. And I'm like, all right, goodbye. And I just said and I just walked by her That's and I tight. went inside and I, she hasn't talked to me since. It's been like six years. My family's here. She, oh, my, my, my. Doesn't say hi. Doesn't ask me how wow. I'm doing. Just starts unloading her problems on me. And I'm like, dude, this is the reason why you don't have fucking friends. You Damn. use us all the time just Damn. for your problems. You know? Yeah. Fucking dude. I want to kick her in her stomach. <laughs> I hate this girl. <laughs> I fucking hate her guts, dude. To to new futures with without assholes, man. Yeah, assholes are the hardest people to yeah. deal with, man. You just gotta collect good vibes around you and there's a give and take where it's like once in a while you know you help each other out because it's normal to have issues yeah but then you gotta balance it out with like fun shit too man yeah when are you gonna be a positive person ever yeah like do i always have to uplift you 24 7 when you drag me down you <laughs> fucking leech no more of that shit no <laughs> yeah i'm not doing it anymore man 2021 time to be number one i know positive dude positive time well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Uh, it was good having Joe back again, dude. Jitsukawa, baby. Betty, Betty Swag. Yeah, go check out Joe's channel. He's uploading his videos again once a more. They got the Mushroom King Farm. He's yes. now a mushroom god, yeah. apparently. This guy's just fucking doing everything now. Check out his, uh, he's doing travel vlogs and his daily life stuff. Check out his channel. His, how, many, how many times are you uploading now? Uh, about a couple times a week. Oh, shit. It's yeah. still pretty frequent then. Dude. Yeah, it's pretty frequent. Yeah. So check out his channel. You know Joe's Instagram. Wait, what's your Instagram again? It's just just my name. Joe okay. Jitsukawa. Joe Jitsukawa. Check out the channel. And then uh, Genius Print every Thursdays and Sundays. And we'll see you all next time. Peace. Peace.